You are listening to the Mission Matters Podcast Network, where we amplify the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and experts. Hey, everybody, this is Dr. Jeanette Collazo, and you're listening to the Power of White Podcast, a show about human behavior in the workplace and all those cool things that happen to people while we're working. Yes. So today I have Glorimar with us again. The last episode, we had an amazing discussion about the industrial organizational psychology discipline. We had a lot of discussion of how this looks like in different sectors. So today we're going to continue to have that discussion because when we close the latest episode that we recorded together, we, you know, put a pin on the topic of the life after pandemics in the work environment because of many things that have changed. So welcome, Glorimar. Introduce yourself for the people that don't know you yet. Welcome. Hi, Jeanette. Thank you for having me. Yes, as you mentioned, I'm an industrial organizational psychologist. I have been working for the past 14 years providing services in the nonprofit sector and also the healthcare setting. I enjoyed working with people. I enjoyed helping people work in the leadership development, talent management, and also learning a little bit more about the different variables that affects the human performance and the different components that affects organizations. So I'm very happy to be here once again. Thank you. And thank you so much for accepting the invitation. And for all of you, I want you to know that she's going to be a regular. So get used to Glorimar because she's going to be here many, many, many times. It has been a very good interaction. So, so Glorimar, the reason why I wanted to start today talking about the pandemic is because when all of this started, and remember, we are in different settings. You are in nonprofit, mm -hmm. I'm in profit, but still humans, still human error, still, you know human behavior in the workplace but there is now we have this challenge as human behavior experts and the reason for this is because when the pandemic started at least in my area of expertise which is pharmaceutical manufacturing facilities and manufacturing areas and companies you had people that were allowed to stay at the site but then all supporting departments that do not or did not have a direct job with the product or the manufacturing process, they went back home to work from home. So the organizational environment and the culture changed totally. I remember when I was working in the industry, it doesn't matter at what time you would arrive at the site, there was always a lot of people. The first shift, second shift, third shift, but then you had all these other supporting personnel that even though they don't work in manufacturing per se, they were there. All of a sudden, they're home and, and they're available and you can find them, but it's not the same thing. So all of a sudden, the variables that affect human behavior, for example, interruptions, bosses walking around, making us lose, you know, waste time. All of these things that are part of the day-to-day -day disappeared and all of a sudden, you have people directly with the problem. Product. Now, this happened for some time. There was a lot more peace, but then there are other variables that affect behavior, which we don't understand yet because we have not studied those yet. So it's a new challenge for us because we do have a break in time and history before the pandemic and after the pandemic. So how do you see that? And no, not only that, I'm talking about pharma, which is pretty much impacted by the pandemic because there is a lot more for production, especially, you know, research and development 
government and, you know, all these companies that are trying to, you know, create vaccines and create all these medications and, you know, so on and so on. So there is a lot of pressure. But hospitals, oh, my God, hospitals, and you know about this area. So, so tell me, what do you think about this? Because this is starting to get me a little worried. What are we finding in this new era? Well, as you mentioned, the pandemic kind of set up a before and after for the whole world in general, for the families, for communities, for workplaces, for the government, for everyone. So it kind of changed the rules and, you know, the way we behave, our decision making. And it kind of the way I see it, the pandemic was kind of the wild card. <laughs> so we, mm. when we started facing the pandemic, everyone, one of the components or one of the things that I remember is that everybody was kind of very patient. Everyone was very understandable of the different situations the families faces and the workers face because of the pandemic. You know, the kids weren't at school, so you had... We, be, we became more human. Had, we became more exactly. human. Yes, yes, more human. And those things that sometimes you don't take care of, you know, you don't think about or are not, unfortunately, are not a topic at the workplace out of a sudden, people start saying, well, I have to be, you know, the people were more or show more empathy, were more compassionate about each wow. other. And mm -hmm. I think that took place for a certain amount of time. And after a year, people, you know, shifting the conversation to productivity, to performance. But the reality is that those issues that people face at the beginning, they didn't went away. So people mm -hmm. are still in some places dealing with the kids school if they have a hybrid studying in a hybrid matter at college. Yes, the hybrid format at colleges, at schools, at, you know, so the complexities went up. So we are dealing at the workplace with a lot of you know, more complexities that we used to in the past. Mm -hmm. So that that's a game changer. So I yeah. think that, you know, we have to make a shift our mindset and we have to start understanding that the worship, the way we used to work, the rules and everything needs to be, you know, we have to think about it from a different perspective. Mm -hmm. And Unfortunately, as we talk in our past conversation, we talk about the fatigue, we talk about the resting periods, we talk about all those components that affects employees on a regular basis. But when you add up the pandemic, you have these, you know, external variable that is affecting and people are, it's not only that I'm experiencing fatigue, but I have to deal with a lot of stuff when I go out of work and with people working from home, they are working even more hours because it's difficult mm -hmm. to establish that structure that you used to have when you were at a work, you know, at the manufacturing facilities or you yeah, were or on site or, you or were, on site. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, so people, you know, they sit down, for example, at 8 a.m., but then they don't stop working at five. They don't stop working at six. Yeah. And then people start calling at any hour yeah. because mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, and those boundaries are not set anymore. And those boundaries are important. Those boundaries that we have to establish are important to establish that work balance 
which is so important to having a you know a good well-being and to be healthy, you know, yeah. in, in and, different ways. And people like at least I've been working from home or, you know, on my private practice in which I really don't have that quote unquote structure for a work environment on site. For those of us, you know, we do have to make adjustments. For example, if you're working from home, you have to be very careful that you don't live where you work right? There is a difference. I can work where I live or I can live where I work. So if I, mm -hmm. what ended up happening was that people were living at work, not the other yeah. way around because you are at work. It's your office is right here. So every time you see it, every time you see your computer or you, you immediately go back to work mode and that could create a problem. Some people really enjoy it. Some people don't like it. It all depends, right? Like the hybrid, I do like to go to office and I do like to work from home. I think it's it's a good balance, but certainly there will be, and there is, and actually, I don't know if, if there are studies, which is something that we could, you know, maybe take a look, but there has to be some type of impact on how we are behaving to what happened during the pandemic. It, it's so abnormal. And the fact that all of a sudden everybody is home, you know, not only that, you know, I really don't know the numbers, but I imagine there were a lot of divorces. <laughs> I'm not saying that, you know, but I'm, I can imagine that, you know, the family dynamic and all of these things got impacted as well because, you know, you're not used to it. And some people started to also enjoy work more from the office because, believe me, to work from home, it's really not that, you know, not that luxurious like a lot of people think. So I can see how, you know, all of this, it's going to become a very interesting area of study. It's another variable that we did not consider before and now we don't have a choice, especially because I don't think this is over. I don't think this is, and I'm not talking about the pandemic itself. I'm talking about that sense of environment that was born during that pandemic phase, if you will. Yeah, I think that one of the things that affected us is that we had to deal with uncertainty. When you go to a work setting, you follow, there are some guidelines, there are rules. So you know that from whenever you entrance, the entrance, you know that you have to behave in a certain way. You know, that structure, it gives us that sense of certainty, you know, that I'm going to start working, I'm going to do this. And, and habits. Yeah. Habits, routine. Yes. So then you have the pandemic and all of a sudden we have to work and deal with uncertainty. So you have to start making decisions with taking into consideration that you don't know what the final outcome is going to be. So we have been dealing for these past two years, more than two years now, with this pandemic and trying to understand what's the new normal, what's new normal looks like, and how do you establish that new structure that you need to put in place? So how flexible can you be, you know, in the organization? You have to go back to the, you have to go back to expectations. You have to go back to, you know, establish what are the rules, what are the success indicators, And that affects all the organizations. You know, it doesn't matter the way I see it. It doesn't matter if it's a very well structured or, you know, or organization, or is it a more flexible organization, you know, in the nonprofit sector or the faith-based, for example, organization, it truly affects all. So I think that we are just starting to see the side effects 
And this is something that we will yeah. we will start. We, we will need to pay close attention to how the pandemic is going to start affecting the work environments and what's going to be our approach, you know, as an industrial organization, psychologies and the different things that we're going to start seeing in organizations from now on. You mentioned, and it's very interesting that you use this term, side effects. A lot of people don't understand that side effects are not immediate. It's not like, it, you know, it's something that you are going to see eventually. Not necessarily is going to be immediate. I mean, it could be immediate, but most of the times are things that are going to be seen later on, which is scary if you think about it. Now, in this sense, when we're talking about human behavior in the workplace, these side effects, like you see, we are going to start seeing it now. Now that everything is coming back to normality, you know, we're slowly but surely, you know, bouncing back to the way it was before. So we have to, and I encourage anyone that has, you know, ideas and has, you know, information about things that you are seeing, share it with us because this is very new. I think the discipline needs to take some time and study the side effects of the pandemic and this era, which is, mm -hmm. uh, you know, yeah, in, and in the organization. And sorry to interrupt, Jeanette. And for example, I'm in Puerto Rico right now. I live here. I I went through the hurricane. Wepa, wepa, wepa. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> exactly. The Latino power, you know, the Boricua power. Yeah. yeah. So I lived through the Hurricane Maria, then the earthquakes, then the pandemic. Oof. So all those situations kind of happen one after the other one. And, you know, that has a toll, that has an effect, a direct effect on people. But as you mentioned, the long-term effects, you're going to see it, you know, two years from now. We are now five years after Hurricane Maria and still yeah. there are people that are, they are, you know, experiencing whenever there is a power outage, they have Not PTSD. Yes, completely. So that's yeah. kind of that sense of, you know, the stress. I have PTSD. Yes. Let me so. tell you. Let me tell you. And because you mentioned something that is very interesting and a lot of people don't take this, you know, seriously. I was in Puerto Rico when Maria occurred. I had the worst experience of my life. I still, you know, very, you know, very well affected by it to the point when I moved. Actually, I moved after the hurricane. I said, I'm, this is never going to happen to me again. And the only way that I can avoid this from happening again, I can prevent this from happening again, is escaping the island. So that's what I So I'm in Florida. Yeah, good idea, Jeanette. Like it's no, like there are no hurricanes here. You know, that was the, the stupid, most stupid idea. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, you're, you're a genius, Jeanette. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. The difference is that here you can take your car and just you know, run away from the yes. hurricane. In Puerto Rico, you have to take a plane and you can't take a plane because the hurricane is there. So that's what made the difference. But I do remember living in Miami at the beginning after after Maria, that we received that, you know, there was a hurricane coming to Miami. And when I heard about it, I bought a ticket to go to Las Vegas. I was like, I'm not going to be here. I know thing won't get to Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have to go or anything like that because it never, you know, it never manifested, if you will. But yes, to your point, Puerto Rico has, has gone through so much from the hurricane. I was not there when the earthquakes, but that was horrible. And I know how horrible it was. And then 
everything else that we've seen. So yes, you know, and, and to all our listeners, think about the things that happen in your community, you know, things that occur mm -hmm. around your communities close to where you work, because all of these things have an impact and you're going to see it in the workplace. It's not yes. something mm -hmm. that just disappears. Whomever says that when you get to your office, you know, all your problems stay outside does not understand human behavior. You know, I can try, I can try to keep all those things, you know, in a place where it doesn't affect me that much, but it's impossible. You cannot just separate the emotion and experiences from your workplace. It won't happen. Yeah, definitely. So, so in the workplace, the way I see it, you have a sample of everything that is happening outside. Mm. So, so when, if you it's are a microcosmos of oh, the yes. world. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. If you are a manager, you know, you have a position at the upper management level. You have to be very conscious that you have this microcosmos, you know, that sample of everything else. You have people that have probably relatives that have a, a chronic condition. You may have family people that are dealing with kids at home or with, you know, different situations. You have people that probably they have trouble in their relationship, you know, a romantic relationship. You have people that have probably going through situations at the community. So you have to be very conscious that all these things are in the workplace. And the challenge is how do you manage, you know, how do you manage to stay focused in the, the tasks, the goals, you know, the goals that were set up at the organization. You, of course, you want to accomplish that. You want to be successful to target those goals and those metrics and the profit, etc. But at the same time, you want to do it taking into consideration that you are working with people, you know. And for me, it's very rewarding when I have worked with with the upper management level, and when I see that they are able to transition, you know, to change that mindset from focus, you know, goal-oriented, profit-oriented into more, let's focus on people, let's deal with people. And you know what? When you focus on people, you're going to see results. You know, oh, yeah. you're going to be mm -hmm. more likely to see the results. You're, you're going to see the profit. You're going to see all the things that you want, you know, for the organization. Yeah, But and you definitely people... Yes. And you see companies that say, yeah, you know, the humans are, or, you know, the employees is your most important asset. And I hear that all the time. But I do ask companies that say that, I do want you to believe it. You know, a lot of companies say that, but they don't believe it. Yeah, the humans are, our employees are our most important assets. But at the end of the day, it's, it's just blah, blah, blah. You know, you mentioned something that reminded me a very interesting thing when you mentioned, you know, when you have your relationship problems or, you know, illness in the family and all these things that take, you know, space in your brain and your mind and makes you, you know, be worried and be maybe out, I don't know how to say that, but absent-minded so, sometimes. And I mm -hmm. do remember reading this thing that occurred and I can look for, for more details. I read this a long time ago, but I'm going to try and see if I can remember the details. This is what happened. This was two school bosses, right? And there were two drivers and these two school bosses were in their way, right? So there were 
you know, going side by side or at least together. So they were kind of watching each other to a degree. But here's what it occurred. At some point in the, while they're, you know, going to their, to their destination, they had to go through a tunnel in a mountain. You know that? Imagine, mm-hmm. you know, the road runner, right? That you have the mountain and then you have that tunnel. And, you know, the tunnel has this, you know, again, like arch form. So you have a higher point in the center of the tunnel as opposed to the other areas in terms of height, right? And, mm-hmm. and bosses are taller, or I don't know if that's the way you say it, are taller than cars and other, you know, vehicles. So in this case, it's three lanes. And it's very clearly established that if you are this height, you must go through the center lane. Right. So so they needed to accommodate themselves to instead of going side by side, one had to go in front of the other. Mm -hmm. The first or one of the bosses actually accommodated in the in the middle lane and everything was fine. But then the driver notices that the one that's driving behind him, it's not accommodating. It's not turning to the middle to the middle lane and actually never did. So and there was an accident. There were no fatalities. It was more like, you know, like it hit the top of the yeah Mm -hmm. the top of the of the bus and all of that but there were no no big issues but important about this story is not that is the interview with the driver he mentioned that because there were a lot of signs but he mentioned that he had a discussion with the boss before leaving and he was very worried so his mind is in this problem right He's thinking mm-hmm. about this problem. So when they ask him, but didn't you see the signs that said that you needed to move towards the middle lane? And he said, forget about the signs. I didn't see the mountain. I didn't oh. even see oh. the mountain. Mm-hmm. So that's what we are saying. When you are absent-minded because things are happening, you cannot expect people to just break the brain in pieces and say, okay, I'm worried about my problem with my boss. So that's going into my wallet and this is not going to happen. We have to understand that humans don't operate in a vacuum and there are so many things that affect human behavior and we do have to consider those variables. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm yeah. telling you. And I, yeah. think, I think, Jeanette, that is important to mention that we are not talking about controlling everything that is happening in the mind of our people, you know, the employees. We don't have control of that. We definitely cannot control all the situations that the workforce are experiencing outside of the work environment. But we do certainly can put in place, you know, or put our attention into all those things that we do can control. So making sure that communication, we establish good communication, making sure that we set up boundaries, you know, making sure that we have resources available for for the employees. So there are so many things that we can control, that we can put attention on. And of course, we can always, you know, exercise our empathy and, you know, and exercise compassion leadership and make sure, as you mentioned, that people are, you know, experiencing different things. And we need to take all the things also into consideration, even though we cannot control, you know, 100% of the situation because that's not possible. And that's not what we are saying. It's just making sure that we are aware. And if we are aware, pay attention, we will start pay attention to people, pay attention to Mm -hmm. people. They are your greatest assets, isn't it? Yes. Well, Glory Mar. Again, 
thank you so much for being here. We are going to absolutely continue these, you know, these conversations. So thank you so much for being part of today's episodes. We thank will continue. You. Thank you, Jeanette. Happy to be here. Thank you so much. Perfect. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Power of Why podcast with your host, Jeanette Collazo. Make sure you subscribe to the show and share. Also find us on LinkedIn, Facebook, the Power of Why. You can send us an email. We have an email active right now. It's the Power of Why podcast at gmail.com. And we hope you enjoyed this episode and that you join us next week. That's all for today. Until next time, take it away. This has been a Mission Matters Network production. Listen to this show and browse our entire catalog by visiting missionmatters.com.